Thank you for tuning in Cop with Comic. I'm Brian Coppner. We're here with comic Daphne Genschler. Daphne Genschler, how the hell are you? Hey, Brian. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing so good. Thank you so much for coming on during quarantine. I guess you got into Manhattan today. Yeah. Is that Thank the first is, Oh yeah, is that the first time in a while you've been to the to Manhattan? Um I'm actually not in Manhattan, you know. Okay. Yeah. I'm in Amsterdam. Oh <laughs> Dude, I totally confused that. What the fuck are you doing in Amsterdam in Amsterdam? That's amazing. Well Manhattan was uh New Amsterdam, so technically you're right. I think. <laughs> <laughs> so you're just vacationing out there? Yeah, exactly. I like to visit the old country. <laughs> Now you're not from there, though. You're are you from Europe generally? Um, I'm. I was born in Holland, right outside Amsterdam, <sighs> in this small town called Amstelveen. And that's where Amstel Light is made. Exactly. Is in it really? River. Is it really? Do they make <laughs> Amstel be beer there? I'm pretty sure they do. It's named okay. after the Amstel River. So. Wow. And so you're visiting pretty close to there. Yeah, I'm. My sister lives in the city. My mom lives right outside, um, so I'm staying with my mom. But I am trying to figure out if I want to stay here for the long term <sighs> or go back to New York. Yeah. Wow, I'm so glad to have an international guest. <laughs> Your podcast is worldwide, okay? <laughs> it New is so and old Amsterdam. Those are the terrains. Okay, so if I if I get some listeners there, I'll know it's your family. I'll know it's the the Genschler family. Exactly. Yeah, it's so funny to see some of these stats broken down. I'm just like, I know nobody in Modesto, California, and yet it's a hotbed of copping with comic listeners. Wow. You have no idea if they're listening, like, you know, is it 80 people listening or is it one person listening to eight <laughs> episodes? But yeah, what can you promote? I mean, like, you know, are you doing online comedy regardless of whether or not you stay? I know you're going to stay, you know, working as a comedian. So kind of what are you doing right now to stay I don't know, on the comedy scene? So I have been making some videos and that's actually been really interesting because, you know, I've been doing stand up for almost four years and I've just been making videos for three months and I've already gotten more followers from making videos in those three months. Uh, does that make you stand up? Does that make you rethink the whole thing? Is this going to be the time when you pivot towards <laughs> kind of online comedy? I honestly might. I love writing and I love making videos, so I might just keep going with that. Um, but I also love writing jokes, so that's never going to go away. And I'm now being that annoying comic who posts tweets on their Instagram. Um, <laughs> so that's some of the video followers on Instagram will be like, oh, shit, I should also follow her on Twitter because she's funny on Twitter. Yes. And it yeah. works. It's crazy. Once you yeah. get over the shame and embarrassment, which you should feel, <laughs> it's fine. I think Jen Lapp was like, oh, yeah, it's, it's you know, it's kind of. She, she got some followers that way, too. And she was like, but then you start getting the accounts that steal your shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but a lot of these people, like, you know, we've had on, what, um, Marie Dakotas and Matt Bouchelle and Kimberly Denaro, and, and they do a lot of those front-facing videos that are pretty popular. They get shared quite a bit. Yeah. I and mean, so, Maria's you... blown up. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I just couldn't even believe it. I was like, how the fuck? I, she's a good imp imperson impersonator, but I think it's lip-syncing, right? Yeah. 
So initially, I was like, how the fuck are these things so, like, how was she able to impersonate this? And then I fired up one of the videos, and I was like, oh, it's lip syncing. That is just novel mm -hmm. as heck. And so kind of what are some of the things you're doing as far as, you know, are you doing characters? Are you doing just kind of, um, you know, front-facing comedies that, you know, a snippet of your life that's hilarious? I pretend to be this, like, YouTube influencer and yes. just give people tips, but they're <laughs> really dumb. <laughs> so... And yeah, what is one my, of it? That's my niche. My niche. <laughs> yeah, you could Dumb. pass for an Instagram. Yeah, you could pass for an influencer. I love that. And so people are like, be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe Daphne's doing this stupid thing where she's giving these tips. Um, but yeah, then they listen to it and be like, oh, she's making fun of it. Yeah, there was one video I did even before quarantine. I went to LA and put on Lululemons <laughs> and just like, put my butt around in public and it's like my most viewed video and I'm like wow. Uh, you gotta be like why are these people following me is it because I'm funny? Or <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, show my, I show my butt a lot. No they're like your butt is really hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and so you're gonna kind of keep doing that and um, are you figuring out is there kind of a posting schedule that's most uh, ripe for being shared? Are you noticing that you know a butt video posted at noon <laughs> is less popular than a butt video posted at 7 p.m.? Oh my God, a butt video at 7 p.m. is going to go downhill. <laughs> the rules in comedy, tragedy and time is your butt video at 7 p.m. <laughs> yeah, I mean, should we, should we be happy for you or should, be, we, should we be worried that you're resorting to butt videos? Um, you should be happy for me. Yeah, because it's getting your, <laughs> co it's getting your comedy out there, right? Exactly. That's... Yeah. Put your butt in people's faces and the comedy will follow. <laughs> but really, that's probably true. You know what I'm saying? Like, if 90% if of your videos are butt-free, I mean, they're following you because you're funny. <laughs> yeah, there has to be some funniness. There's got to be <laughs> substance to the ass. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the that's the title of this episode, Substance to the Ass. And uh, what we're going to talk about briefly, real quick, is just dating, and just I wanted some of your some of your thoughts on some. Uh, you know, usually I have the guests kind of propose a handful of topics, and then I'm like, well, this is super interesting. And one of it is, uh, you know, rejection and compatibility and, and dating and societal expectations. Kind of, what are some of your thoughts about that? I'd love to kind of have a mentally healthy, uh, I don't know, perspective on these things. Um, yeah, I mean, I have been working on my quick summary on those topics to cover in two minutes. So, you know, I'm glad I was given this opportunity. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Because there is I... substance to the ass. I want to hear the substance. <laughs> yeah, you're about to get some substance. Um, well, I've been single for like a long time. So, you know, rejection is my specialty. <laughs> um, which end? You're, doing, just, you're doing the rejection or is the ass getting rejected i can't imagine that's true you have you a famous know, you have a famous ass now you know it's a lovely two-way street <laughs> of like getting rejected and doing the rejection and downloading dating apps and then a week later deleting them because i hate myself um, because of the, I mean, I would think that you're inundated, you know, once you're fresh meat, you get inundated with all these fucking awful messages is that, I mean, is that what makes you hate the whole process? But you said hating yourself. Um, yeah, I mean, because I'm like, I'll download an app and then I'll swipe. And then I think of a million other things I could be doing with my life. <laughs> Videos. Like I, you know, they say you can write King Lear in quarantine, but you can write King Lear when you're on Tinder. That's <laughs> where that quote originated. From. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I only started hearing it, you know, in the context of Tinder. 
yeah exactly that's actually the first time i heard of shakespeare was when i got a (laughs) dick pic and i i mean and also about like compatibility and so when you're you're kind of staying on the app and you're actually going on some of these dates you know what is the compatibility thing that you see well issues are there it's become really clear to me what people want when so a lot of guys i mean this happened during quarantine too because i wasn't out and about so i downloaded an app um and I try to stay off because I'm like, oh, I'm going to meet someone in person. It's going to be this romantic story. But during quarantine, I was like, you know what? I don't have standards. So I downloaded it. And you got people who, you know, we're at social distancing and they're still trying to invite you to their apartment. Yeah. And I've learned that the compatibility plays in when you try to suggest meeting halfway. Yeah. And then they start acting really weird about it like I had one guy that I suggested meeting halfway and he pretended that I didn't even ask the question (laughs) continued the conversation as if I was still coming to his place Uh, you got ghosted (laughs) on a question yeah exactly (laughs) my question was like what happened I thought this was going great but (laughs) yeah I mean and then I just the next day I because we were supposed to meet up and I said hey I just I don't think this is the match and that was it i've become really good at just telling if someone wants one thing and that i don't want and calling it off and like not being able not being afraid to like lose that connection yeah because you know if someone's gonna act that way on the first time we're meeting and hanging out they should make that compromise and if they can't even do that then there's no way that it's going to go well down the line. And what were you using? You know, now that it's a nice, that's kind of a nice litmus, litmus test for compatibility now. What was the litmus test before coronavirus hit? Where you were like, okay, you know, I have a little test that I'm going to do and that this, this guy totally failed. I know we're not compatible. Was there any kind of shorthand way to f- figure that out before coronavirus? I don't really do tests. For me, it's just like, how obsessed with me are you? <laughs> And the more obsessed is obviously better, or can you be too obsessed with with Daphne Genschler? I mean, there have been people who have been too obsessed, obviously. So we cut them, we cut them loose. And but... how do you figure that out? Like at what? Because you know, obsessed on day five is like okay, this guy is appropriately <laughs> obsessed. But if they're still talking about you, you know, thinking about you every second of every day, three months in, it might be a little scary. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's there's healthy obsession where you make someone feel good, and there's obsession where you make someone want to jump off a cliff so you know <laughs> and is that something that. they often I, tell you um what is that something they often tell you like somebody's like you know daphne i really i, I kind of want to jump off a bridge because i'm so into you they don't don't, don't 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 typically tell you that they just kind of jump don't they that's actually a fantasy of mine but <laughs> thanks for <laughs> no you you have obsession where someone's possessive and that's uh-huh. unhealthy And then you have obsession where, you know, you let me do my thing, but you also make me feel really good. And that's the, that's what we're looking for. When someone doesn't make me feel good or loved or appreciated, what's the point? But also, I mean, I would think that it's, it'd be difficult to be obsessed without being slightly possessive and so it, you know, if it manifests its, its way into a healthy thing, like, oh yeah, I'm going to miss you, but have a lot of fun. Um, I mean, is it possible to be obsessed and um, have zero possessiveness or at least feelings of slight possessiveness? 
you can you know, be obsessed you have... from a dif- distance. Okay. I mean, no, you can't, but <laughs> <laughs> just wishful thinking here. Right. Yeah, That's no, just... I think obsession, obviously I use that term lightly, you know? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. And so, like, yeah, love. Are... If I say I love you, I'm like, but with a grain of salt, honey. <laughs> <laughs> I love you now until I don't. That's honestly how it should be. Yeah, well, you know, and, and I think, what are some of the, um, like, as far as, like, exclusivity and dating those several people at once, like, you know, how would that, uh, how would that work out with somebody who's obsessive? You know, like, would uh, that person still, you know, like, you would still date several people and you, like, he would almost have to, like, go date several people even though he's really into you? Or would you say, no, this guy, you know, I'm going to date several people at once, but this guy uh, is perfectly, like, he should not date anybody because otherwise he's not obsessive enough. No, I can't date multiple people at once. Yeah, that, that, that's kind of the, one of the things that I just it came to mind because we were talking about I love you till I don't. Like one, one person, you know, I must think it was on the second date or something. I was like, well, my, she was like, well, am I, am I your girlfriend? And I was like, sure, until you're not. Like meaning like <laughs> I'm not going to go out and date and we work together or something. So it's like I'm not going to go date five other people because I don't typically date five people at once. And so, yeah, sure. And then, of course, it ended the very next date. So it's like, yeah, you can call me whatever the fuck you like. Like, that seems to make sense to me. Like, yeah. I would just, like, follow something until it's, you know, got bad. Honestly, the fact that I even find one person I can tolerate for more than an hour is, like, a huge <laughs> sign for me. And the idea that I can find five people like that at once, <laughs> I mean, that's like proving that God is real. And well, I think, and I guess that Lynn, that gives me the question, which is, if you can't tolerate somebody for more than an hour, usually, what is you know what is it about Daphne Genschler that um, has you so easily annoyed? What annoys you about people in the first, second, third date? Uh, boring people, dumb people. Um, if you can't just riff a little bit. That's so awful. <laughs> I just love that you had There's this. so many bad qualities I can list. Yeah, you just had the list at the ready. I love that. Boring people, fucking stupid people. <laughs> if you cannot riff. I mean, yeah, just speaking off the top of my head, just, though. Just get lost, you know? Yeah, it yeah. makes you think, yeah, there's probably 10 other things. And, like, and so how do you know that somebody is boring, stupid, or uh, can't riff? I mean, what are, you know, you're talking they're boring and stupid for me and they might be exciting and like Einstein for someone else. Yeah. Cause I mean, when your butt videos go viral and you're hanging out in Amsterdam, I, I can't believe that. I mean, most people would be pre- pretty boring compared to you. <laughs> right. I mean, I like to stay humble, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and so is it, and so I guess that, you know, you said that you've kind of been single for a while. And so I, I suppose the one reason for that is that just everybody's kind of boring by consp- comparison. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's why they reject me, because they're just like, you're so exciting and cool. But, and- but I mean, the other way around, though, meaning like you reject them because they're too boring. Sometimes. But you know what? If I have sex with a guy, then I'll like find something in him that I like okay. because I've had sex with him. <laughs> So that's why I usually like don't I try not to have sex with too many people, but yeah. you know, that only goes so far. But okay. yeah, it's crazy how like 
as a woman, like, at least for me, I get emotionally attached. So even if the guy is boring and dumb, I'll still want it to work out. And then after I'm like, well, he was boring and dumb. Uh, and what are some of the societal expectations that make its way into kind of your dating perspective? I mean, are you, you know, in your Amsterdam culture, you know, are you supposed to kind of be married and have 15 kids by now? I think it goes 50-50. There's a lot of people who have had kids and have long-term partners. And then there's a few who don't have kids and a couple single people. But I think it's definitely interesting to see that I'm definitely not near that right now but it could everything could also change tomorrow but there is a part of me that you know imagined at 28 I would be not single and whatever because my mom had me at 29 oh, okay so that the thought that I'm gonna be her age and potentially be single yeah. is something I'm definitely trying to come to terms with. And I, I think we've had this idea that like life ends when you're 30. <laughs> Daphne's like, talking to a 40 year old right now. You're 40. Yeah. 41. Well, that See, and I'm realizing that life does not end when you're 30. I think now you're twenties. <laughs> like you're still alive, Brian. I love this. You're going to go to your friends today and be like, I talked to a 40 year old today. <laughs> life doesn't end after 30 or even 40. I think I really needed this call. Yeah. <laughs> and then is any of this any of this stuff going to make its way into your front-facing videos that are going to be shared widely above your ass? Yes, I definitely. One of my videos is surviving the quarantine when you're single. Okay. Um, and I go into it in that video, um, and I, I definitely think the idea of you know saying goodbye, uh, goodbyes to people or things or whatever, moving on to new chapters of your life. That's going to, I have an idea for another video that I'm going to do that incorporates that a little bit. So okay. yeah, it's definitely going to make my, make its way into my work. And then if you my end oeuvre. up, your, your oeuvre, which means egg. Yes. <laughs> I got that from the My oeuvres are dying. <laughs> and then, and I suppose that, um, you know, what's the comedy scene going to be out there in Amsterdam if you stay um, so there's a bit of a stand-up scene, apparently. Okay. And English. I saw picture. Yeah, English-speaking okay. comedy. And that looks cool. There's improv here. There's this place called Boom Chicago. Um, and <laughs> because Seth it's improv? Meyer started there. Really? Yeah. In Amsterdam? Yes. Because he was actually from Chicago land, I think. Yeah. Or at least yeah, he went to Northwestern with my sister. And so, yeah, I'm from I'm from there. And I guess imp improv is pretty big in Chicago. Did it once. Yeah. I hated it, you know, but like like as a comic, like one thing I liked about doing stand up compared to improv is that, you, the, you know, the act was completely yours. It was under your mm -hmm. control. And improv was just so, you know, acting without a net. I mean, yeah. you know, are you going to be good at improv? Do you have any control issues? I so I took improv classes at that place I was just mentioning. Oh. Um, and it was really fun. I don't know if I'll do improv because I think I have gotten used to all the control and stand up. Yeah. Um, but I like know people who work there and they're super nice. So I think I'll hang out with them and see what's going on. Um, so yeah, that's, I think the plan for now. Good. And I think, I think you're probably going to meet the guy in Amsterdam. Which guy? The not... You're gonna, and yeah, the not dumb, one. not stupid guy who can riff. I think you're going to meet, you know, you're <laughs> going to find the right guy out there and you're going to be able to tolerate him for an hour. 
Yes. Otherwise, or, put them in the canal. Or yeah, or are you gonna have sex with them and then immediately be like, I gotta make this dumb, this dumb guy work because I just had <laughs> sex with. Him. This is it. And so on, online, are you D Genschler, which is G E N C L E R? Mm-hmm. Okay, so people can find all your hilarious front-facing videos right there. Um, yeah, they can find them at my Instagram and my Twitter, which is at OMG, it's death, D-E-S. -E yes, yes, I remember that one. That's pretty memorable. Yes. Yes, exactly. and, and, and just so you know, guys, if you follow her there, there is substance to the ass. <laughs> That's going to be the name of my special. Oh, dude, that is so perfect. I can't wait. Daphne Genschler, thank you so much. Thank you, Brian. This was awesome.